Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Kia ora, everyone. Welcome back to your bona fide favorite pop culture podcast. As always, you're joined by me, Lucy. And you. <laughs> and me, Belle. Belle, chiming in on the mic over there. Um, oh, do we need to introduce ourselves every time or do people know who we are? I would like to think the latter, but if not, Belle Aquarian, outgoing yet introverted. Loves listening to Dragon Sex on audiobook. <laughs> How dare you use that? No, I have been inducting into the realm of, fo- of fourth wing, though, I must yes. say. For book club. Yeah. So Belle runs our book club. With me, yeah. it's another thing she does. <laughs> we only say this because, first of all, you should become a Cisco supporter so you can join the book club because we're about to record the book club podcast, which is always really funny. And this week's is about fourth wing, hence the dragon sex chat. Which you totally missed in no, the audiobook. I can't believe that. That's actually one thing for the podcast that's coming next. Like, I think I'm going to be hated by the masses for what I'm going to get on there and say. You're going to go down with this ship. I am. And Lucy, how are you going to introduce yourself to anyone who somehow doesn't know who you are? <laughs> three things. Th- three things. Three things. Um, I wear glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you could see this me. sounds like a fucking two truths and a lie bumble bio. Keep going. Um, I went on a bus with some ex-All Black players after they'd won by about 90 points and they were all silent Um, and it was one of the funniest moments of my life. Defining character feature, continue. Um, One more. I write a newsletter for a media company called You Should Care About (laughs) Me. What is it that I run? And you should come and subscribe and you should become a paid supporter of it because we need you and we love you. Today, Belle, we've got... Quite a we've got quite a TikToky episode, I would say. Yes. Which how does that make you feel? I'm gonna be so honest. Always. This was the hardest show to prep for. Usually it's really easy and I can do it like while I'm doing three other things and I'm like up with the play. This is so revealing, and I hope that I don't ruin your podcast by saying this. I didn't know who basically anyone was on these show notes. So t- <laughs> tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be no <laughs> another old reference. Yeah. Oh my god! Don't age me out. So, you're you doing it to yourself, sweetie. Um, <laughs> I haven't said a thing. I have done some deep reading, some wow. research, some NCA level one, two, and three on all of this. So for anyone listening who is in my boat yeah. and is maybe fearing that they're culturally obsolete, I'm in your corner. We're learning together and I'm just like fast preparing my own insights and um, reactions and yeah. feedback. And we're just, we're on this journey together. And do you know what? Yeah. It's quite nice for me to know that to prep for this episode, you've had to like Waste No, waste that space in your brain that I've obviously – because I know who all these people are. I'm like, I've been wasting. I have like – No, 
got wasted no. areas of my brain. Because look at us all now. We're in college, learning from you. Look at us. Yeah, me, your professor. So today, to, to sort of give you a little bit of a taster of what Belle's talking about, the title of this episode may or may not be something along the lines of Matt Rife, Jason Nash and auto-tuned TikTokers. And so, look, I'm not going to hold it against anyone if you don't know who Matt Rife or Jason Nash are or Trisha Paytas or any of the other people that we're about to mention. But I will say that by the end of this podcast... You will. You will be. I wanted to say well in doubt. And I was like, you'll be does one that mean of us. packing? It does. It means yeah. you're packing heat. No, what do I always say? Um, tag teaming. Oh, no. no. <laughs> when, I, when Belle and I like... And, and it's not the right thing, is it? When Belle and I like telling a story, it's usually about like how the book came to be. <laughs> or everyone, or when we're being mistaken for being married. Yes. And I'm always like, oh, yeah, we'll just tag, t- we're tag teaming, or we're tag teaming this one. We always get these like sideways glances, like, um, and we're like, yeah, is there a bowl for our keys to like go in the middle of the table? <laughs> God. People are so like, you do spend way too much time together and honestly you guys are correct (laughs) um but Belle Mm. I need to know I need to know what describes your week okay last week you laughed at me for having one word yes but I don't care and I'm gonna do it again love it love it I think this is how my brain works maybe it's like being trained as a copywriter and having that hammered into you like as few words as possible to describe how your week was thank you go snip snip here we go no one's got attention for any more and my word is um cottagecore because this is so lame I'm actually now freaking out that every second on this podcast I'm aging myself out but I have had a really like wholesome week one I did a a poetry reading yeah. at a bookstore that was really cute at Salted B- Books here in Lisbon. And it was like, oh, my old self, my old kind of life. And that was like super gorge. Um, two, I made some soup for my sick friend. And I just had this like little work and stir at the kitchen bench um, at their apartment while they're away. So when they got back off their flight, they had like. Oh, some that's soup. really cute. Now, yeah. is that why there was lentils in the cupboard? Was <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I was just reaching in hey, there. Hey, have you paid power? <laughs> no, I was like <laughs> this, so reaching in funny. there to get some chips today, and I was like, "Fucking hell!" Belle's got lentils. I was like, "She is a health freak." Oh my god! <laughs> I you know that I notice like everything. Like extreme, like wholesome friend who's like, "I didn't grow up with the internet." <laughs> yes, <laughs> television. Wait, no. Um, anyway, that's my week, oh, and I just had this like really. Kind of nice time one of the mornings this week, making the soup. It's obviously really cold here in Lisbon now, working while it was sort of simmering away. And I haven't made a proper like meal like that in ages because it's been so frenetic here. And I was just thinking, we've been getting heaps of questions lately about people feeling anxious and people just feeling really confused with life. And I was just thinking, mm, very wholesome, good activity yeah. to do. Just chopping up some veggies, stirring a big old pot of aforementioned lentils <laughs> and um, feeling like a useful Housewife. human. Housewife. Matt Rife would love you. Yeah, we're together now. So I <laughs> can't wait to tell you about our blossoming relationship. I'm so glad that you had a wholesome week. Over to you. I didn't bring anything this week, mostly because, like, I did not want to be down bars on the mic. I've not had the best week. Yeah. But it's, like, fine. So maybe that's what describes my week. It's fine. 
Or like we're just waiting to Phoenix as yeah. always. Okay. I'm going to support that Chamber of Secrets. Chamber. And um, move p- us along. P- pivot you into the first bloody topic. Yeah, because one thing that will happen, even if I'm not feeling great, I will still care about a lot of things. And so should we care feels like a fun thing to do right now because honestly, Ruby kind of slayed with this one. This was incredible. I need to say like, like early when I was like, oh, I didn't know any of these people. Fascinating. I yeah. went, I had a really good time learning about this and it was pieced together by the master herself, Ruby. So take us away. Take us away. The first one, why are TikTok stars being accused of lip syncing? Now, Belle, oh, no. we're in a band. Naturally. Well, we were in a band. Yeah, miss it every day. Miss it every day. And so I don't know about you, but I grew up watching lots of – music on YouTube or lots of music on I don't know the internet and then on social and then on TikTok I like have a lot of musicians come up and it's just like one thing that's on my algorithm always is it like you you I'm okay I thought you were gonna say I grew up watching music videos on TV oh which is the six-year age gap between us no and this was like countdowns like this I, I maybe it was like the slight era before okay YouTube where it was just like Things went viral because they made the charts and their yeah. music video was everywhere. And then Singstar. Singstar was invented when I was in high school, so that was massive. I fucking loved Singstar. I bet you would. Yeah. Me, no, because I'm a percussionist. Everyone <laughs> knows that. But what's what's on your TikTok musician feed? Well, okay, the reason I asked that was because I grew up watching, like, some of you might know, some of you might not, like, Megan and Liz and Cimarelli and – they sort of sit in front of their computers and they play live mm. with I'm putting up quote quotes ear quotes here but I thought that we could all tell that it wasn't live like you could tell that it's been recorded and they're just and sort mastered of or? And ma- yeah and mastered and they're not lip syncing it's just that the video has been auto-tuned like the audio of the video has been like just slightly fixed. Okay. And I think maybe because I grew up like recording shit on GarageBand and playing with these tools and things like that, mm. I was under the impression that we all knew that influencers did this. So it's kind singers. of like the video you're watching is a like fake live music video. Yeah. And the track behind it has been basically yeah. enhanced. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like you're watching, you're literally watching, for example, on TikTok, there's this girl that goes really viral for singing in a parking garage. I wanted to say garage then, but I stuck to my roots. I thought you were going to say tube. Do you know the girl who sings on the tube? Yeah. I was like, fucking hell, yes, I read the news. Yeah, <laughs> I read the news. And so the girl in the parking garage, she sings her heart out and it always sounds like really good. She does these riffs and stuff. Are they original or covers? Covers. Like what kind of bands? M- more like... Um, oh, like Niles Barkley, crazy, okay. like quite generic songs that you would cover, but you can sound quite good doing them. And so what happens is she's singing in this parking garage. It's like all reverbed up and it looks like she's just doing it live. And it is that video, right? It's yeah. that video, but she's just recorded it, taken the video, edited the video, the audio from the video and just re-uploaded it. So she doesn't have to lip sync, lip sync over anything. She's just sort of fixed allegedly everyone allegedly she just sort of fixed the audio so it looks like it's real but it sounds amazing and so if you're like a budding singer you're looking at that and being like sorry 
How have they just stood in the parking garage or stood in the kitchen or stood in their bathroom mm. or whatever and had it sound perfect? Natural acoustics cannot be that no. good. And so me that. a few people on TikTok have now taken it upon themselves to like kind of call it out or just educate people on the fact that hey, just like how people use Photoshop to like slightly alter their image or just like they're using deep fake technology technology to like, I don't know, make their waist skinnier in a moving video or whatever, these videos are being slightly altered to just be, I wrote about this in the newsletter and Ruby put it in the script here because she liked it, to just be like a step above reality, just to make you feel a little bit shit watching. That was the perfect pull-out quote and the the thing that stood out to me the most is like, yeah, we're in this like, I want to say hyper-real phase of the internet, you know, and it's like these sort of homemade reality TV yeah. show style Yeah content streams that we watch but there's always something about them that makes them slightly unrelatable slightly above you yeah yeah slightly aspirational and so so many people didn't because it's like hard to imagine that there's technology that can edit the video and it and it's like the real video but your audio just sounds way better it's hard to imagine if you've never seen it and so these people are like showing people them sitting on their bed and singing and then going into this editing software, editing the video and re-uploading it. And it's the exact same video, but they're just, their pitch is perfect. And it's, and it's like actually really interesting. But now these singers that have gone really viral on TikTok are just getting hammered in the comments. Like people just being like, it's a yeah, lie. but do this live. Can you can you do this live? Can you like not auto tune that or like oh I heard the reverb on that when you said hi at the start of the video. So like I can call, yeah. So it's just maybe you can't this, get away with anything no, these days. You can't, and it's just this is just a little reminder maybe to us all that like even when we think we can believe everything, like even when we think we can believe something, mm. like someone sitting there strumming their guitar, singing a song, and it looks so live yeah it can be manipulated and probably if it's gone viral it probably has been jesus fucking christ <laughs> anyway so Belle, do you care about this Should we i care? actually really do because i am obsessed with like where technology or the internet intersects with real life and mm. this even though it's just like oh yeah people are just like photoshopping audio files is fucking interesting yeah. because it's like nothing is sacred no and it's i think like I was saying before, because we live in this hyper real realm now of the kind of content that a lot of people watch, we forget that. Yeah. It's like, this is still constructed reality. It is still fake real. Even if you're watching like Day in the Lives, that stuff's been yes. cut together, storyboarded, montaged. Think about them setting up the oh camera to get the shot. Like yeah. that always pulls you back out of it. Yeah, yeah. So Belle and I do care because we like to yeah, point out you? that not everything's real. Yeah, I care. So I wrote about that in the newsletter and you best believe I am not writing about anything in that newsletter that I don't care about. I, it's the name of the brand. <laughs> oh my God, I was about to be like, why does that sound so like... Sounds quite catchy. On point. Maybe I should trademark Maybe that, that should be a business. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The next story, Jason Nash is begging people for money on TikTok Live. Belle, I can imagine this one sounded like I was explaining it to a Victorian child. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite reference. <laughs> no, I can't. What? <laughs> I know. Okay, 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 okay. So, for anyone that's not aware, which it's fine if you're not, let me just say that once more. Jason Nash was part of something called the Vlog Squad, which was David Dobrik. Do you know who that is? A comedian? Uh, a YouTuber. Yeah. David Dobrik was this really famous YouTuber that had a squad called the Vlog Squad and they all made YouTube videos that were really chaotic and then they had, especially David, like quite a big fall from grace. And we actually have an episode over on The Shit Show and maybe on the Culture Vulture feed called WTF Happened to David Dobrik. So if you want all the context, everyone, go and listen to that. But Jason Nash is like a 50-something-year-old dad and David Dobrik's 20-something and they were like, partners in crime but Jason would be part of all David's videos he would be on David's podcast but he was always way less famous than David so he maybe got like 20% of of like ad money from the podcast because David was the famous one that like brought brought the people in the ads and so Jason has basically been riding off of David Dobrik's fame for a long time and Jason's got kids and he's like a dad and it's like it's all that And so David Dobrik had this fall from grace, stopped putting out YouTube videos, stopped doing the podcast, and basically that means that Jason's income has been cut off because Jason isn't really that monetizable on his own because he was sort of only good. This is so harsh, but he was only good as a adjacent to David Dobrik. So now there's jokes going around that Jason Nash has been kicked off David Dobrik's payroll and... Like, it's a joke, but it's kind of true. So what's happening now is you can do this thing on TikTok where you go live and you record yourself live and you, like, beg kids to give you gifts or diamonds. And, like, if they send you a gift, it's their real money. They've bought these things on TikTok. And when they send it to you, you make the money. So Jason Nash, this, like, 50-year-old man, every night I scroll on my TikTok. Every night. Yeah, he's on there every night. I'm scrolling. It's like, okay, guys, we just need seven more. We need seven more. We we need ten more. And it's like him just begging for money. like Almost like a pokey machine. Yes, yes, yes. And it looks like a pokey machine, bro. When you look at it. What the hell? It's, it's, How, what's the average gift? What's the cost per gift? I don't know what the cost per gift is, actually. I, I, there's different levels. Like you can give like, for example, I don't actually know if these are, but like you can give a dragon or like a blah, 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 and they're all worth different money. And it's like, these are kids. Like, So do you upload your like... Yeah, you like buy diamonds on TikTok. And so your credit card's in the back of TikTok, yeah. swip swiping away. Just like, you know, on like Facebook when you'd play like Farm Town or whatever. Oh and my I God, so do many- not no. mansplain this to me with no. a Facebook game. No, but, so but I know like friends that, or my mum's friends had kids that would spend like 500 bucks on Farm Town because they just don't realise. Like just racking up on, racking up on the mortgage and remortgaging the house. <laughs> So anyway, it's really, and I like hate when people say this, blah, 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 but it's really dystopian, like to to see someone just an 
old man mm. on TikTok, like begging for money, and it's like, okay, get your bag or whatever. But people are literally making videos, being like, Jason, get off, get off TikTok Live. We'll make you a GoFundMe. Like, get off. Go but, and learn how to farm or do something practical. I know. Hang up your cape. That's and that's exactly Ruby. Of course, made a really good point in here, and she was like, "Is this a look into the future where?" our favourite creators or the the creators of today, like this is what they'll be like when they're least relevant. This mm. is what they'll have to do because they're not trained to do anything else. Yes. And you can't decide when you lose relevancy. You yes. can try as you might to keep up with the times. But a lot of them, because there's so many influencers these days, a lot of them are not going to be famous in five years' time. Yeah. New ones will come along. And so – is this the future? I thought that was such a good point. It's so good. It's almost like what happens to sports stars exactly. after they aren't able to like perform. Yes. Except usually they have like long standing commercial deals. Take With that out. Yeah. <laughs> Just a random idea. But take that out of the equation. I think that fuels the desperation yes. around like, ah, oh, gotta make it yes. gotta make the most of things while the internet's hot. It could change at any second. Exactly. And it's like to be really clear, it's a fear that I have all the time with shit you should care about. It's like we are obviously not influencers that are just trying to jump on trends. And I feel like we do something more meaningful and obviously the way that we have tried to describe the news for years now and that's what people know us for and for podcasts like this. But it's always like, oh, well, when does this stop? Mm. When does this end? And what do you do after? Is there something after? But there's something in these like lifestyle influences that it's like they're not even trained – I mean, a lot of them would be, especially in business, actually. But they're not even trained to, like, go and be a writer or, like... Yeah, how many more fucking ceramic vases can you sling? Exactly. So I care about that takeaway that Ruby put in there. Yeah. And the bigger story. Do you care? Same. Exactly this. Honestly, the internet... Is a dystopian, never-ending voyage? Yeah, and I just feel like this is a really good episode for us to be like, wow... Things are like not okay in there, in there, in the internet. They're not okay, and no one knows when it ends, where it ends, or what's going to happen next, and how the right way to go about it is. And not to um, do a little plug for our book, but there's definitely yes. this theme really running through our book. Oh, obviously, yeah. th- there will be gorge, heartbreaking, and thrilling, and divine essays and things that we're we're working on but I think that's a really massive existential thing people are grappling with is like no one it's the wild west yeah no one no one's telling us how to make sense of it no one's telling us when people are editing their videos no one's telling us what the influencers do after they've influenced themselves to death no one's protecting each other no one says what to do when you're the person you make money with gets cancelled and then you're Jason Nash begging on live. Yeah. Like it's and that is especially in the bit of the book that we're writing right now, it's very front and center. And it's real I think you guys are all gonna honestly love it because if you like discussions like this, I feel like they're not being had. I'm not seeing this other than like kind of men in jeans and sneakers yeah. on a TED talk podium being like yeah. your brain. Yeah, an endless void, and no one's the listening internet. to that. Yeah, convergence of technology. It's like, well, I'm tuning out. Yeah, um, or Brene Brown. It's yeah, like the like extreme other end. So I'm fucking yeah. interested in this. Yeah, this is really interesting. And then I love this from Ruby. Are Molly May and Tommy Fury over? Bell, do you know who these people are? Yes. Do you? Shock. Yeah. 
like utter shock. I'm alive and living. Thank uh, you. Relevant. She is. Um, I first came across Tommy and Molly, where I think most of our listeners probably did, on Love Island. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the season of Love Island or have you just come across them in the years after? In the internet matrix, yeah. In the internet. So for anyone that doesn't know, Tommy and Molly are a like it couple of the UK. They sort of keep themselves to themselves. They've been known to be pretty wholesome. Um, they're pretty cute. I like them actually. They were cute on Love Island and now they just they have a child together. They're engaged and up until now, me, I don't follow them that closely. Me, it's been smooth sailing. Yeah, they've, they've been to the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. They've been to Dubai multiple times. <laughs> Molly's been making soup while she's working in the breakfast. <laughs> and Tommy's been on the internet. No, Tommy's been out in the clubs. Tommy's been a bad boy. Tommy has been a bit of a bad boy. So Tommy was spotted clubbing in Dubai, first of all, with Chris Brown, who we also have a really good episode about Chris Brown and um, – why the fuck? He still has a music career. Bro, I know. Yeah, crazed, crazed. But anyway, that's not actually the point of the story that he was there with Chris Brown. <laughs> um, In this video, there's like a girl that goes up to Tommy and sort of grabs his cheeks, grabs his face in that quite flirty way that like... That women always do. Yeah, that you can just, you do, but you only do it if you're feeling a type of way towards a man. Yeah. I mean, look, we... Don't know. So this is all alleged, but there's a video of it. And the video went obviously very viral. Molly has since, like, not said anything about it. And to be honest, with a couple like this, they're so high profile, you wouldn't expect them to come out and make, like, what a video a about it. What with a formal statement about a fucking TikTok video? Yeah. That's like, dystopian. No. And also in the video, or the one that I saw, it's that's all it is. You don't see context before or after. You yeah. just see that sort of. And it's like blurry, almost security cam yeah. style footage. Yeah. And that's all we see. And But since that video went public, Molly has uploaded multiple videos without her engagement ring on. And that's including a TikTok video that she's like talking to the camera and she's like waving her hands around. And Ruby made a really good point. And I love that it's like Ruby's on the podcast with us when we do this. It's like she's here. I know. We need an extra mic. I know. <laughs> so the point that Ruby made is that, like, people with followings as big as Molly May, like millions, tens of millions, and I'm sure her videos get views, like she would have hundreds of millions of impressions and shit. Like, they know what they're doing. You know, like, they know when they're waving their hands around in a video without their ring on that it's going to be commented on. Oh, yeah. These, Nothing's an accident. Especially you come up through, I can say the ranks, sure, of reality TV. You are a PR yes. professional. Yes. You know that everything you wear, every inch of any pixel on what you put out into the world exactly. is scrutinised within an inch of its life. Exactly. And so I... I mean, we obviously we don't know. We're not in Molly May's fucking inner circle, but I wouldn't be surprised if something comes out of this. Rube's also put in here that Tommy has sort of had a little bit, been in a little bit of hot water before, but nothing like he's not had a huge scandal. He's like quite a like laddie, but also sort of innocent, kind of dumb guy. Um, but devastating to bring one of those home to your parents. And, oh, I'm oh, so sorry. But I've this done is, my best. Yeah, his parents are also, he had like a reality TV show and I think they're like travellers, like as in like like UK travellers where they... With a little van. Yeah, anyway, so 
During Molly May's pregnancy, she said, other women have these dream pregnancies where they're always with their husband doing baby shopping and doing cute things. And like me and Tommy literally just communicate through FaceTime at this point. I think it's because he's been away so much. I feel like he sometimes forgets. I have to remind him that I'm two months away from giving birth. You know, we're going to have a child. And I think he sometimes has to be reminded a little bit because he's away in camp land. So he's a boxer. And so he had to go away for camp land they're also younger than us younger than me younger than you (laughs) way younger than you (laughs) god (laughs) i feel sick (laughs) i need a mitotin dream home makeover on myself (laughs) molly's only 24 i think tommy's a similar yeah tommy's they're both only 24 oh my god okay 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 when i read that he's always going away i thought heaps of dubai trips with the lads but it's it's yeah it's it's, his, it's yeah it's his okay. career and he for the like they i don't i'm not defending him here because i don't know what's happened but like up until now they have been a pretty cute good couple because he's rare yeah rare. rare and he seems kind of dopey and just really obsessed with her and the baby mm. so so who knows what'll come of this wow. um weirdly i care about this i'm surprised i know and look, this. you're allowed to say that you don't because you don't even know. Oh, no, you do know these people, <laughs> but not enough to care. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I saw in the show, in Ruby's notes as well, like there's been conjecture or conversation online about like, is this just a marketing ploy who like moving her hands around on screen? Like, mm, crazy. Like, yeah. Black Friday soon. Get yourself a ring. Whatever, yeah. Like whatever that marketing ploy could be. Yeah. And as someone who's worked in marketing, worked in advertising, I know the kind of fucked up. Yeah. Rooms and like idea rooms that come up with this sort of like yeah, stuff. like get your name and profile back up there. Yeah, yeah. Or like, okay, we're I don't know Pandora charms, yeah. and we're gonna stage this whole fake celebrity thing so that yeah. blah blah blah. It also kind of made me think of that video that went viral of Emma Chamberlain like straightening or curling her hair with like she's back home for Thanksgiving and she's like got her old hair yes. straightener out. Yes, and there was cultural commentary around that being like. This girl has just landed, like, done this fucking outdated hair straightener brand, the biggest favor. Yes. I bet you that's going up in stocks. And it's so, like, the the capitalist yes, opportunities yes. and everything are just kind of sick. Yes. So that's what interests me. Yes, that's so true. And, like, they, Molly and Tommy, I don't know if Tommy does actually, but Molly definitely has her own brands and, like, you know, people will be in the back. And this is what's sick is that like the people, the business managers or whatever in the background will be like, just whatever it takes, get your publicity up, use this for mm. your own benefit. Mm. Even if it means that they're having to like put their relationship like in this fucked up. It's so like, depressing. Eh? Yeah. Like your, your crush is like seen doing something a little bit. Yeah. Bleak, and, and it wasn't like- even real maybe but we don't know it might have yeah been. and they're like marketing off yes. go 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 make go, money go, go. you yeah. might be irrelevant in a year's time like this is your only time yeah. to make money god this episode is all just tying itself back together isn't it that the should we cares ruby i've really liked the theme of today absolutely smash it especially going through college today and being like just slowly yeah. tutored by you yeah you feel like you're understanding a plus or B minus? Well, you're the teacher, so you can grade me. Mm, okay. I feel like you're sitting at a A, honestly. Am I? Stop. Well, you nodded along well if you didn't understand. You <laughs> you're just like saying you that because I bought a gorgeous little bowl of yeah, fizzy wine. Yeah, you did. And thank you, Mike, once again for dropping us back in the bottle. 
Okay, the meat of the episode, which to be honest, is not really the meat of the episode because I feel like the should we cares when they're that good, mm. they're just as worthwhile as this story. But I wanted to talk about the dude that every goddamn other person on the planet is talking about right now, Matt Rife. Have you been seeing things about Matt Rife? I want to know, why is his follower base... Wait, can we have a top-up of wine? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> can, I, can I talk and pour? Can she do it? She's a simple Kiwi chick from the regions, I think so. Oh, she has been. Um... Why is this so he's a comedian? Why is his follower base so predominantly female? I okay, one, he had like this major glow up. So I don't personally, this is not what it's about. I don't find him attractive. He looks kind of botched in my eyes. He looks like there was this creepy Nickelodeon TV show about like burgers oh my ages God. ago. And he looks like one of anyway. <laughs> um but I think he might be conventionally attractive. Me? Couldn't possibly tell you. Really? But I think he might be conventionally attractive. Not an inch of me felt horny when I looked him up on the internet. Not an inch. But also, the comedy that he was doing on TikTok was like crowd work and like funny stuff. And actually, the reason that his following was so predominantly women, because everyone here is about, what is it, 18 million followers? And predominantly... They are or were women until he did what we're about to talk about. And I think actually the reason that most of them are women is because as we were talking about last week, women have interests and then they run the fucking world with them. So oh, put that on a fucking stretch canvas and put, put it in the Man Cave Pod studio, please. But that's that's why I really wanted us to talk about this this week is because like here is someone that's become famous Predominantly, be, predominantly because women decided that yeah. he would. That was on us. That is so powerful. Like, and, yeah, that's insane. And then you'll find everyone well, in well, well. a few minutes that he's decided to totally shit on them, as we spoke about last week. Um, but not only shit on the woman that got him there, like also just make really fucking distasteful jokes that wouldn't fly even I don't reckon like ten years ago. So. When we think about Matt Rife, comedian, everyone, came up on TikTok, had some clips go viral, and then he got to do a Netflix special. Feels like the recipe. Feels like the recipe that... Very 2023 recipe. Very 2023. I wonder why we can't just have a normal male comedian that isn't, like, doesn't turn out to be the worst person alive. Because I love comedians. I, f I follow a lot of them, and... A lot of them are men. Like, I think if you can get me as a male comedian, if you're not like, oh, and then my wife fucking filled my house with scented candles and we smell like soap. It's like, <laughs> shut up. You opted oh. into that marriage and stop embarrassing yeah. women for liking a nice, like, cute shit. Like, yes. Ugh. We're going to get – that is such a good point. I want you to hold on to that. I I'm want holding. you to store that energy because we're going to get to something, like – Even worse. Even – no, but on that note – in about two minutes. So, yes, Matt Reif has just announced his comedy special called Natural Selection, and he made it very clear from the beginning that Natural Selection, let's just think about that name, um, was a comedy special for men. So 
One thing that he wanted to tackle in this special was showing people that, like, despite what you think about him online, he doesn't pander his career to women. I would argue this special is way more for guys, he said. So obviously that was me talking as if I was him or me or I don't know. But that was something he said to Variety when talking about his special. Pandering. Pandering to me. Okay, let's just, like, what the fuck? First of all, it's called natural selection, which is, like, Men, bros, Titanic, white, yeah, yeah everything, Ugh. natural selection. Second of all, he's made it clear from the get-go that it's for men, despite the fact that the majority of his followers are women. And then he starts the special with this joke. Um, he tells a story about being in a ratchet Baltimore restaurant with a friend and noticing their female server has a black eye. They wonder why the restaurant wouldn't have the server solely in the kitchen so that customers wouldn't see her black eye. And then Rife jokes, yeah, but I feel like if she could cook, she wouldn't have that black eye. And I'm just like, are you fucking, like, are you fucking stupid? First of all, yes, you are, because that's actually not comedy. That's the laziest shit I've ever seen. It's like cook me some eggs. Yeah. It's like get back in the kitchen. It's like what my brothers were saying to me before they really knew what it meant in like 2005. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so making a joke like that in 2023 in the fucking any time, really bad taste. Did you see what he did to apologize? Tell all. Okay. He doubled down. He went onto his Instagram story. He posted, if you've ever been offended by a joke I've told, here's a link to my official apology. Is it a Google Doc or a PDF? You click the link. And it takes you to a website where the person that's clicked the link can buy special needs helmets. But so that he's, Are you? No. What, I did not expect that. If you've ever been offended by a joke I've told, here's a link to my official apology. You press it and it takes you to buy a special need helmet. And I just, like, okay, you all know we hate cancel culture. Hate we do test. not come on here just to, like, cancel people. We have never done that. It's not what we're about. But the first thing is, and we were talking about it last week, anyone that gets to where they are because of women and then goes ahead to shit on them, we're not a fan of no. on Culture Vulture. It's like so old. Leave that in the, the 50s. Leave that. Leave it. The second one is when people punch down. And this is a term that I've been seeing used a lot lately. And I just want to make it clear for you all what it means because I think it's really helpful when it comes to understanding things like this. But punching down is where you attack or criticize or make jokes about someone in a less powerful position than yourself. So it's often used against marginalized people in this fucking comedy special. It was against women and it was about domestic violence. So he's punching like down. And before we get into what you think about all of this, Belle, I just want to read you something from a newsletter that I fucking love, from a writer that I fucking love. The newsletter is called, hmm, that's interesting. And it's written by someone who just goes by Clara on Substack, but she is such a fucking good writer. She's actually a paid Cisco supporter and she's like, she's got an amazing Substack, um, Anyway, and I just wanted to read you something that she wrote because I just thought I couldn't put it any better. Can you successfully joke about serious, even painful things? Of course you can. There are only two requirements. One, be funny. 
And two, punch up instead of down. Mm. Sadly, <gasps> Rife is 0 for 2 on this one. He explains the joke to the audience, always a good sign, telling them he was testing the waters to see how fun the crowd would be. The cooler they were with a bad domestic violence joke, you see, the more fun they would be. That's boy math. Those whose comedy relies on jokes about minority groups or at marginalised people's expense always posit that they are being controversial, that they are saying the things that no one else has the courage to say. But when they're, but what they are really courting is not controversy, it's incompetence. There is little skill in, recur- in regurgitating the status quo on a brightly lit stage. It might be the least controversial thing there is. And yet, if you don't find the comedy funny, they'll tell you it's because you don't get it. You're too politically correct. But it's not shocking and it's not bold to make fun of the people whose society already punishes and derides. There is nothing revelatory there. It's lazy and it's mean. And worst of all, from someone whose job it supposedly is to make others laugh. It's not even funny. Oh, poetry. She, I was like, fucking hell. I don't even need to think about culture vulture anymore because you've written the perfect thing. And it just reminded me of what you were saying when you said you follow comedians and you can be funny and you can make jokes about hard things. You can, of course you can. It's like the way we get through things as people. It's the way I get through things. You joke, you do it about yourself or you do it about people above you. You do it about billionaires. You don't do it about, you don't punch down. You don't. I do want to acknowledge, and this is absolutely not in his corner, but I do think being a comedian with the internet the way it is right now is, in in 2023, is an extremely difficult job. You have to be really smart and good at your craft. A hundred percent. Like, even writing for the internet sometimes freezes me with extreme anxiety because of cancel culture, and we hate that. So I think it's so important to, like, stress here that this is not, like, us ripping down another white man comedian. Yes, for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah, because we're like, get them off stage. No. It's more just like, are you fucking kidding? This is so just like. This is really stupid. And it's Boys really hurtful. bullshit. It's, yeah. Like, get a brain. Yeah. I think what's so interesting is, like, comedy is so good because it sits at this sort of, like, sharp epicenter of what a lot of people are thinking and seeing but not saying. Mm. Um, and if you are brave enough to say it and you could deliver it in a funny way, it can be, like, the most powerful tool to say those totally, things. Totally, because it gives us permission to be a bit bad or not or not feel bad for our bad thoughts. And that is, like, the true vehicle of comedy when you're sitting there being like, oh, my God, I've yeah. been on a terrible date too. Or, like, oh, my yeah. God, I... Like, oh, my God, I thought that, but I just would never have said it out loud. But yeah. thank God you are. And you're doing it in such a smart way. Yeah. There's nothing yes. smart about that. I think the yes. core thing of this is, like, it's just so fucking dumb. Yeah. And it's just, it is isolating the audience that got you where yeah. you are. Yeah. And it's like. Who is paying for the stage? All the women who follow you. Exactly. Who got you the special? Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. I like, I saw another quote from a TikToker that I fucking love. We all probably know who she is. Actually, you probably don't, but <laughs> Drew Affleck. I do. I fucking love her. And she said. She did two videos on him. She's known for calling out misogyny online. Mm. She gets a lot of it herself. She's a fucking legend. She said, It takes a great deal of intellect and wit and a unique perspective to write quality jokes, but it takes a single-digit IQ to laugh at a joke where the punchline is you hitting women. And Mm. I was just like, these two women 
writers and TikTokers who I really respect have just hit the nail on the head. Yeah. It's like it's not about us cancelling you. It's not about us feeling triggered. It's about you not being smart enough, brave enough, or confident enough in your ability yes. to fucking write a good special that doesn't fucking punch down at women. And then blame cancel culture. Actually, there's a, a comedian, Catherine Ryan, she speaks about like – Women in comedy, I saw her in an interview recently and she's like, I've actually had it really good. I was lucky to make the big time and I've had like specials and I actually have a very good career. But it's fucking hard out there for women and for every man you see on Netflix, there are a hundred female or non-binary people vying for people's attention. And then you have some loser like this getting up and being just so unintelligent at the expense of the people who got him there is just. I was about to say, at like every point, not just are the jokes bad, but also you've you've wanted to join this boys' club of people that none of us respect. Yeah. So I'm not sure why you wanted to. I want to ask you because I have, I have one in mind, and oh, no. it's like my deepest, deepest, my one truest celebrity crush, and my one person I hope never, ever, ever gets in controversy. But do you know of a I feel nervous. male comedian, a straight male comedian that you like love that hasn't been embroiled in a <laughs> controversy? A straight one. I know. that The gay ones love them. Yeah. Most of them are just great. Yes. Can you go? Who's yours? Mine is hands down Andy Samberg and the Lonely Island. Mm. And if you know anything about these perfect men in my eyes, I don't want you to tell me i don't want messages saying andy sandberg did this back in 2000 yeah i want to be happy in my bubble no he's my biggest celebrity crush and he's married to like a beautiful violinist who's just low profile like low profile do you know who he low is pro- oh, oh, oh stop my God, sorry. asking me sorry. that every oh time God. well you come on this mic and you say lucy i had to study and i'm like yeah he's just study niche well no tiktokers i was gonna say aziz and sorry but he's been embroiled oh, he's been embroiled yeah is he yeah yeah I've got another one. Oh, okay. I can see it in your eyes. I know because he's also my like other fucking biggest celebrity crush, diehard love, Bo Burnham. Yeah. I mean, he's been embroiled in like his very first song was about because he's quite camp and it was about how his whole family thinks he's gay mm. and that was how he like got famous. But then he addresses that through his sort of whole career going on and like you know he became famous when he was like 16 and so of course he's going to have things but and also he now dates Phoebe Bridges which I'm obsessed with but he left his like director girlfriend and she left fucking Paul Meskel for Bo Burnham which we don't know the timelines you this look has come over your eyes which I never see yeah, it's, it's called f- protecting my peace pure seriousness it actually is everyone I'm protecting my peace here because I need to have nice things in my life because everyone else gets cancelled then I have to write ruined. about it. It's ruined. <laughs> anyway, I feel like we should talk about what's on your radar perhaps. Yes. Okay, I'm going to go quick fire on this. Yep. Going to a record store party on Friday night, it's going to be a vibe. So dancing and I was going to say dancing and dopamine. Basically fun, I guess you call that. Um, it's 10 years of Kevin Morby's Harlem River album crickets yep 
crickets over here, crickets. but some of you might understand. Will they? I would How actually. Do I? I would actually love to know if anyone is on that wavelength. Um, so would I, because I'm like, have have I brought a co-host on here who just is not mainstream? And if I have, kind of good because is it good? I'm mainstream. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, the TV series Platonic would love to unpack that with you. Never um, heard of it with Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. Never heard of it. Okay. Okay. Is that not um, Bad Neighbours? Um, am I cool? Who's Rose Byrne? It is. Bad Neighbours cast. Is that just Bad Neighbours? Because they're great together. Yes. They've got chemistry. Okay. Stop looking at me like I'm afraid. I'm like. This is relevant. Yeah, this is relevant. It is relevant. Um, and the last is the latest Andre 3000 album, which is such a pivot and it's like flute kind of fusion Excuse music. me? Yeah. Thank you. I'm relevant. Here you go. You? Wow. Um, I'm going to rewatch Girls. <gasps> I'm seeing it all over my TikTok. Me too. It's creative genius has like, it's bringing me back. Uh, That is my thoughts. Exactly. I thought, hmm, I need to see some brilliant woman writers right now in this world that we live in. Yes. Every single fucking line I'm seeing written there is gold. It's gold. And I don't, again, I don't want you to tell me that things haven't aged well, aged well. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go and watch it. Yep. What we should do is go and get a really good hangover and that's all of Saturday taken care of. True. And we shall. Everyone, it's been gorgeous having you along for the ride today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode because honestly, I feel like it's been fucking good. It's been deep. I feel like I'm going to think about this for days to come. I feel like... Not the sound of my own voice. But the idea of punching down and the idea of like... Endless internet void. And not the whole... like. In the internet not being real, but not in the way where it's like, oh, we know that people face tune. In the way that it's like, no, everything is just slightly altered for the internet. Ooh. I don't know. I hope it makes you feel like. I hope it makes sense. Under understood and not spirally, because I'm feeling like, ah, oh, we've cracked a few things on this episode. Let us know what you think. Leave a review. Leave a rating. Share this with your friends. That's what really helps us. Is if you say, oh fuck, this like opened my mind to a few things. Pass it along. Content sharing is a love language. It's mine. It's mine. Belle, it's been gorgeous having you here. Where can the people find you? On the internet, on the newsy, on Sundays, on the paid subs, in the book club. On Instagram. On Instagram, in real life. You can find her wherever you need to. And you can find me everywhere she is. Literally, Instagram, the newsy, the podcast. Wow. In real life. No wonder people mistake us for being wags. True. Love you. Love you. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.